that's a growler. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to the Never Ending Minute, where we analyze, scrutinize, and green eyes, blue lightning skies, and a big-ass flipping teeth. <laughs> the movie, The Never Ending Story. I'm Thomas Howitt. You okay over there? <laughs> I am, but there are some big teeth here. <laughs> I'm Kearney Steele. I'm Gary Roby. And I'm Victoria Cope. Welcome back, guys. Mm-hmm. Thank Glad you, to thank be back. You. Yeah. <laughs> So we're into our wide open minute. Yeah. <laughs> Hope uh, you guys are ready for this. This is minute 74 that we're closing out the week with. It begins with Atreyu finishing asking why Fantasia is dying. And it ends with him staring sexily into the camera. I, I mean, um, it <laughs> I ends mean, with uh, um, uh, him looking at Go- Mark. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's something poignant in what Gamork has to say here that I think, you know, we've talked about how Bastion is reading this because this is what he needs. Mm-hmm. And Gamork's saying here, I think that Bastion really, something here that I think Bastion really needs to hear when he says, he who has the control has the power. And he also says something along the lines of, with no hope, there's no control. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, wrote, and, I wrote it out because I'm a nerd. Uh, Because people who have no hope are easy to control, and whoever has the control has the power. Yes. So, with no hope, there'd be no control. That's the way Bastion is feeling right now. He feels like he has no control in his life because he's feeling kind of hopeless. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. See, I look at it the cynical way. People who have no hope are easy to control. Therefore, people (laughs) in power are controlling others through their lack of hope. Um, but I saw this movie as a little kid, and I'm pretty cynical like that when it comes to some of these big life lessons out of this movie. I mean, it does apply rather strongly to the world we're living in now where, you know, they the media seems to be doing its best to keep us in a hopeless kind of state by keeping us angry and keeping us scared, and it does help those in power stay in control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always think of Bastion Moore, the first part where his answer for why Fantasia is dying is because uh, people have begun to lose their hopes and forget their dreams. Mm. And as a, you know, literal little kid who wasn't <laughs> reading as deeply into this, that's the part that made me think of Fantasia because Bastion, this whole time, like this whole journey reading this book has been about refusing to give up on his hopes and dreams. Like everyone in his life has been telling him, nope, got to buckle down, got to take that math test. And he's just like, nope, I'm going to save Fantasia. <laughs> I'm going to read this book. Yep. <laughs> right. Like I'm going to sit in this attic and read this book. <laughs> yeah. And Atreyu looks so sad when Gamork says that. And it's not a like sad, oh, he's going to cry again. It's just a disappointed sad. Like the idea oh. that people are losing their hopes and forgetting their dreams just like really gut checks him. What about the the moment where Gamork says, and I have been trying to help it? There's this super long pause as it goes on to Atreyu's face, oh. where he has no idea how to react to that. Mm-hmm. He's like, do I get angry? Do I get sad? Do I, am I disappointed? There, he has no idea what to feel for a minute there. I put it as I 
because I love the look on his face of flashing between confusion and horror. Yeah. But I hate the tone of his voice, which, again, <laughs> has gotten a little whiny. <laughs> He's just becoming more Bastion. Fine. He's finding his inner Bastion. <laughs> Is the Gamork communing with the nothing the way it cuts to those clouds right after he says the power? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like? It seems that way. <laughs> I actually had a note that said um, the line with or he says the line and the lightning he looks up like he caused it, like, rah. <laughs> the Gamork has the power. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just going to jump through my notes on the minute before we start talking about the movie real quick. But my last one that I wrote down was the staring contest is back. We all yes! na- Now we know what it was for. I had that. There's a staring contest. Preparing us for this moment. <laughs> there have been many in this movie so far. This is the only one with Gamork so far, though. Yeah, I kind of... By the time I reached this minute and was taking my notes, I wish I'd been paying more attention to see if they were reusing any of the reaction shots for Atreyu. Mm. Oh. Because some of the way, like, some are a little bit further out, some are really close in, but it is a lot of the same reaction. Like, I am not disagreeing. I think it's great. I love the look on his face when, uh, the Go- when Gomork says, I've been trying to help it. Um... I think it's really well done. I just feel like there's a lot of cutting to Atreyu looking horrified, but also listening. And I kind of wonder how many different shots there actually are. Mm. (laughs) But I wasn't going to go back and rewatch the whole week. (laughs) I'm just just glad that we're not doing tennis Atreyu again. (laughs) No, no, this is much better. He he just has one person to focus on. Yep. So... Victoria, what do you think about the stuff he's saying here? Because this is him talking about the nothing. Mm-hmm. The nothing. The nothing. The nothing. And his connection to the nothing. Mm-hmm. Which I think he is definitely connected to the nothing in some way, even if maybe the Gamorg isn't necessarily aware of it, mm. which seems a little weird. Uh, no, he says he's been helping it. I think. He's I mean, you know he's like- helping it, but I don't know if he's necessarily aware that he's actually connected to it. That, mm. Um. The nothing is just a representation of just everything overtaking you. Like, the nothing is the end. Like, mm, yeah. Bastion just succumbing to these horrible things that he's been feeling. Um, there is a point, and I know it's next week, but we can we can go into it because it, it kind of ties in here. Where I believe the Gamork says something about he was given this quest to find Atreyu by the nothing. Mm-hmm. So there's there's got to be some kind of communion between them, and I've never understood how the nothing had a consciousness, or is he like talking to Gamork? You know, how did he get mm. this quest? But I'm almost positive he says something about he was sent to kill Atreyu. Gamork was born in darkness. The nothing is its mommy. Oh, <laughs> that's um, adorable. It's it's uh, it's very. I'm always fascinated by the Palpatine, Vader, bad guy, bad guy sidekick, because uh-huh. it's it's not like Gamork is a toady for the nothing. Like, yeah, he's, he's not like a little henchman. No, he's running his own thing, but at the behest of and uh, for the benefit of the nothing. And uh-huh. I always think that's a weird power struggle, especially in this case where... Literally, the success of the nothing will be the end of everything. Yeah, why Why would the Gamork want to help him? Or help it? Help the nothing? 
In the book, it makes more sense because he intends to go back to the real world mm. that is feeling more hopeless now because there is no Fantasia. And he thinks he will attain power in that world because mm. of the lack of hope. Interesting. But it doesn't play as strongly in the movie where basically, you know, I'm helping him because it's going to kill guy. me too. <laughs> and it's <laughs> going to kill me too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm helping him because then I get to say the power like that. <laughs> I love the way the Gamork looks like up into the sky, like the power. I love it. I love it so much. You almost wish you'd finish it with the power of Grayskull. I am. <laughs> yeah. From the day that I lift my magic sword. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> my husband loves He-Man, so I think I've heard that intro. I don't know how many times lately. That's amazing. <laughs> what was I listening to? May have been Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Minute, but something I listened to today, the person quoted that the intro to He-Man, like full on, start to finish. <laughs> no, my, my husband can do it. My husband can do it. it up. She like knew it by heart. <laughs> That's awesome. It might have been Rachel Gatlin. <laughs> I don't know for, for sure. <laughs> Rachel, if you're listening. <laughs> right. You struck a chord in my heart today. <laughs> Uh, I just remember loving this. Like, this is one of those scenes, and I've mentioned it before. When you're a little kid watching this movie and you reach this scene, you feel so smart. Mm. <laughs> like, you feel like you're watching such a deep, intense thing. And it's, I don't this know, I think because mind. I started watching this as such a young kid, it really, it, this whole movie really meant something to me other than just flying dogs and the fun parts of no no you don't get it dad like this is my movie it's teaching me stuff <laughs> you don't get it dad they're unicorns not horses oh <laughs> i love that mm. it's like god it's like god dad it's like come on major dad <laughs> don't you understand <laughs> oh, so let's let's open up the forum here let's start talking about some of the uh the other things that you know this movie brings out in your head mm. we kind of skipped by it earlier but we we talked about offline the rockbiter and for me rockbiter's always been my character and in something the way you described it victoria it occurred to me that i have that same personality where i want to protect everybody around me all the time. Mm. And there's been so many times in my life where I've realized no how, matter how big I am, no matter how strong I am, no matter what I, what power I think I have, there's times when I'm just, I'm helpless to help those around me. There's, and something about what you said just really resonated that with me. Yeah. I think the rock biter is a good representative of that, that it doesn't matter. Like, kid or, 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 you know, whether you're a child or whether how big you are, whatever you are, it's you're, you get that sense of helplessness. Mm. The reason, the reason why I was like starting to, to get kind of emotional in the first minute was, was, uh, Tierney mentioned that, uh, how, how he's just sitting there and he just gives up mm. mm -hmm. to let the nothing just come and take him. And it's rough. You know, cause I have, I get those feelings a lot. Uh, that feeling specifically of just, I'm done. Uh, mm. I'm just gonna let this be and I'm just done with trying and tired of things slipping through your hands. And you, 
and it is a sense of helplessness and it is terrible and mm-hmm. it's a terrible, terrible feeling and it happens to everybody, no matter the age or size or yeah. gender, race. Like I can it, definitely it empathize everything. with that that tired yeah. feeling. Like I'm just, You're just so tired. tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have any more fight in me. Yeah, there's like those times in life when you're putting so much effort into everything that's not fulfilling you at all Mm. and you feel like it's give 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 and you do come to that point where you're just like i can't anymore i have to stop i'm just too tired to do this anymore and that is one of the things that artax said in the swamps of sadness oh he's like he he does say it's uh well in the movie, he looks sad, and we know, but in yeah. the book, he actually says, and he's like, I can't go on. He's like, it's it's too much. Like, I, I give, you know, he does say, he's like, I give up. I just want to do this. Like, I can't. I can't fight it anymore. And it's just like, uh, I mean, if, if you've listened to that week, you've heard my reaction to mm. that. <laughs> and uh, it's really rough to see something put on the page like that but at the same time i do think it's important to have to have movies like this yes oh definitely especially ones that reach out to kids especially yeah and are mm-hmm. like it's okay like everybody has feelings like that well that's what i admire about like atreyu so much we talked about this earlier this week when when the gamork shows up and is like if you come any closer i'm going to eat you and he's he's like well i'm not going down without a fight and like i I have also in the past dealt with like really heavy depression and I I think overcoming that for me has kind of put me in this place where like when I when I know that I'm struggling, I get really um, defensive in this like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give up like I I refuse to let this overtake me. But I think it's it took a long time for me to be able to 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 do that or to say that. And so now, now when I have like really bad days, um, it's just like this, uh, this underlying, like I've made it this far already. Like, I'm not going to stop now. You're on a quest. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, and I think it's has to do with surrounding yourself with people and, and with having things that you want to be working on. And like, sometimes when, when I am at like a really low point, it's easy for me to, re- it's easier now for me to remind myself that like, I've gotten through this before. Right. Mm. <laughs> that's oddly not the first time that that's come up in this movie either. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the, the gates that he has to oh, go yeah. through, like the confidence gate. Yeah. And he's like, we're, we're discussing, cause it never shows it in the movie, but what happens when they have to go back through, like when they're done. And one of the things we postulated was that, you know, it, they don't, there's no, problem for them going back through because they've already gone through it they've they've beaten that gate so their confidence isn't ever going to be low enough after that to warrant Mm. the eyes opening i definitely used uh harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban sweet in that discussion (laughs) what else i'm so glad that you guys rewatched the movie as a whole i i gary i i saw you were watching i was like yes Oh yeah! Like. Oh, I had to. I had to. Gary shares everything that he watches. I don't share everything I watch. <laughs> you practically do. I think Gary was just brown nosing. He's like, "Look, guys, yeah. I'm watching the movie." 
exactly what I think it is. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. why I think he posts the ones for the podcast is he wants attention. <laughs> it's fine. Just it's just whatever. Like, hey, I'm going to be on this show. And now I'm watching this movie. Look at me. Well, <laughs> I, I wanted to rewatch it because I don't, this wasn't a movie that I watched a lot as a kid growing up. Like, I think I've seen this movie a couple of times. And mm-hmm. I only remembered bits and pieces of it. Like, I didn't really, as a whole, like, I didn't understand what the story, like, I, I don't know. It just didn't mean a lot. It just didn't hit me that way as a kid growing up. And so watching mm-hmm. it now, like, especially in preparation for this, it was like watching it for the first time again. Yeah. Um, being like, oh, there's so much happening here. <laughs> When you watch it with your movies by minutes hat on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've always really liked bats, so I love in the beginning that guy rides a bat, and I'm like, uh, I love this uh. bat. <laughs> I love that bat. <laughs> One of my favorite things is uh, when Rockbiters uh, says he's, when he was explaining to Atreyu how he was trying to hold on to, he goes, even the stupid bat. <laughs> it's like, aw, <laughs> I love that bat. I'm like, don't talk bad about the bat. <laughs> It's like, even the bat. It's because the bat, like, went and flew around his head. Probably, yeah. like, wanted to swat it like a fly. <laughs> like, get out of here. Got my face. Worst scene ever. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I like, enjoyed just, it. <laughs> I don't think it's the worst scene, but it's of, in a movie where most of the special effects are just outstanding, that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then this one sticks out kind of like, ugh. It's like, oh, what's like, happening what is here? This? Why is this happening here? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> you were doing so well. What happened? <laughs> Hey, it's the beginning of the movie, so it was all uphill from there, right? Was, there you go. Yeah. Right, it, was all, it was all good for, from then on. That's a very optimistic way to look at it. Yeah. See, it's <laughs> the beginning of the movie. You get your crappy effects done at the beginning of the movie, and then the rest of it's fine. There you You're go. You're good. Why don't we take a quick minute to talk about, if you guys happen to remember, what was your introduction to the movies? I don't remember seeing this movie the first time. I think it was just something that was like on TV, probably. Well, okay. in, in 1984, I, I wasn't born yet. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. um, so I remember watching the movie prior to being, I want to say like six or seven years old. Okay. Because I remember seeing it at my childhood home before we, me and my mother had uh, moved in with my grandmother. Uh, and so my mom, like again, my mom, my mom uh, let me watch. And and put anything in front of me. And my mom would go to video stores back when they existed. <laughs> but not just Blockbuster. And Hollywood Video didn't exist at the time. She'd go to those, uh, like, hole-in-the-wall ones that are called, like, super fast video. Or <laughs> something, like, really lame like, like that. Like, what is this? And she would mm-hmm. basically pick up anything that looked remotely like I would be interested. <laughs> like, whether it would be animated or just something very heavy in fantasy um and just kind of like put it in front of me and like here see if you like this type of thing so i got to see a lot of like weird cartoons that i don't see a lot of people talk about like um once upon a forest or swan princess or thumbelina like Ooh, cart- thumbelina. like yeah. Yeah, like cartoons from from then that yeah. not everyone has seen and they're not really very popular but uh-huh. i remember them um one of them being unico which i think we've talked about on i nerd that oh yeah um and I love Unico. It's probably one of my favorite animated movies from all time. I'm, I remember seeing it at a very, very, very young age. Every time I would explain it to anybody, they would just look it's at like, me like I was crazy. <laughs> uh, like they could, like, like, like to me, they're just like that doesn't exist. That's not what it's called. Like all this other weird stuff. <laughs> I I was on a waiting list 
waiting for it to be on DVD because they're going through mm-hmm. licenses issues. Wow. And I remember getting like the email saying like, well, it's available to buy now. And I bought both and I have <laughs> them both and I have rewatched them and I love them just as much as I did when I was four years old. I don't, awesome. even, I don't even care. I, I, I'm very um, nostalgic that way. Oh, sure. And is that what this was like for you? Never Ending Story is probably one of my top five most nostalgic movies from my childhood that I will never get tired of watching. I've owned my copy for I don't know how long as the poor DVD boxes beat to crap. (laughs) It's one of those old DVDs where like widescreen is on one side and you flip it over and the the full full screen (laughs) is on the other side. So old. Yep. Even the DVD box is like not even plastic. It's like made of paper. Just falling apart. I, uh, I so had to go yellowed. buy the movie when we decided we were going to podcast about it. You, you know, I had seen it so many times as a kid, I probably could have still quoted it. <laughs> but I went out to buy it, and I found it, sadly, in the bargain bin at Walmart. <laughs> as a double set with, with Never Ending Story 1 and Never Ending Story 2. Because no one talks about the third one. <laughs> the third Aww. one is terrible. I don't think I've ever I, seen the sequels. To- the second one, at least you get the rock biter baby. Aw, rock biter baby. Yeah, the little baby rock rock biter. That's cute. And the second one, they recast everybody, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I think that, I think I think everyone had just aged too much mm. by the time they did the sequel that it was like we can't oh, use yeah, you kids sure. anymore. Yeah. Oh well, they just recast everybody. Interesting. Whatever. And they didn't even try to get it close either. <laughs> no, it's not like, oh, let's find a kid that looks like, at looks least like kind it. of like the kid from the first one. Like, no, no it's a totally different. No, let's get someone else. It's a fine. totally different kid. Eh, fine. No <laughs> one's going to care. No one's going to Okay, notice. so I used to think, because, like, this wasn't a movie that I had seen a lot. Right. And, and I think that because the, it's called The Never-Ending Story, I, I kind of assumed, and I think because, like, we see the murals of what's going, what, what Atreyu has been doing or is going to be doing, I was always under the impression that this was, like, a cycle. Like, this this just keeps happening. Like, this isn't the first time Atreyu has, has come to defeat the nothing. Like, anytime someone... That's why I didn't realize, like, this is specifically Bastion's version... Ver, ba, this is Bastion's version of the story. But, like, mm-hmm. maybe it's not... This isn't the first time that they've had to defeat the nothing or, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I was always under the impression that it was just, like, literally a never-ending thing. Oh, Thomas, you want to explain the book? <laughs> I know that that's not the case. And and I, I know that you guys are going to, like, get to it later. I think that um, there's a moment when it's mentioned that Bastion is just another part of this chain of this, like, this never-ending yes. story. Like, he's reading the story about what's going on in Fantasia with the Treyu, but someone else is experiencing his story i.e like us watching the movie or like exactly the, yeah the reader reading the book like it, it's i find that more interesting i think um, well one of the things that as listening to you talk that's you know interesting to me are you sure you haven't read the book i'm positive i haven't read the book because you're exactly right this is not the first time this has happened but it doesn't it's not this story but okay. something has come along and and reset the cycle as well. Interesting. Because this is not the first time she's had to be renamed. Mm. So yeah, this I, is I don't just, know. I just the, that was just the impression I had as a kid, I think. Like I don't know if there's any indication to is there any indication to that being the case in the movie? Not in the movie, no, yeah. but in the book it's definitely I guess it there. Just, I don't know where I got that idea from then. I'm not sure. I love in the book when they break 
the story basically. Yeah. Oh, yes. With the cycling. Um, it just keeps restarting over and over again. It's like a have you guys seen um my mind just went Doctor Strange? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's it's like a Dormammu more moment. Uh, it just keeps getting like rewound, basically. Yeah, yeah. it, it, yeah. it kind of <laughs> makes me think of like in the Dark Tower series, like how Roland Deshane is just always like reliving the same you story. Want me to keep, let's keep this going. It also reminds me of the Matrix. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the story reset. over and over yeah. again. This loop. Yeah. And yep. like sometimes it's the loop of the person, sometimes it's the loop of like the world space. The world space. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's Shout always out to like Sean this thing. German. It's also yeah. kinda like Groundhog Day. Day. <laughs> <laughs> Say that. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I don't love that picture that he posts every, every day. Every day. I love every it. Every single day. <laughs> it makes no. me so happy. Th- I I'm like kind of like I was like over it now. I'm just like, whatever. Oh, no. Sean German, blah blah blah. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, like whatever. But my my husband, he sees that I that I'm looking at that and uh-huh. he thinks it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, he's like, that guy, he's like, he's really he's- dedicated to the bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm asking <laughs> if I can recognize the quote that he puts with it. Right. Because that changes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, funny. I wonder if he just went and downloaded every single bit of dialogue that Bill Murray's ever done and just, <laughs> and just, just copy paste just one line of it every time. Move it over. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the biggest Bill Murray fan, but that is one of his movies that I do like. Yeah, I do like Groundhog. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it in forever. Groundhog Day is such a good movie. <laughs> it, it, there's a I lot think- of movies that I haven't rewatched since we started doing movies by minutes podcasts. And so I feel like going back and watching them just every time, it's just like, oh my god, I didn't realize so much of this. I really don't like <laughs> Bill Murray's like more modern movies, but... Oh, I like... Th- I think that it's really interesting that he's doing stuff outside of just, like, dumb comedy. No, that's... I mean, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying that that's not necessarily what sure. I have a problem with. It's just the just movies that he's choosing, yeah. I feel, are, like, not things that I'm, I agree with. Well, he can do yeah. whatever he, he... He basically just does whatever he feels he's, like. I mean, he's Bill friggin' Murray. <laughs> oh, like. my God. What was the special... Is it a very Murray Christmas? Yes. yes. The Christmas oh my special God. is so good. So why did you get I a special? I so much. It was okay. Oh. As, far, as far as Christmas specials go, I'd rather watch Michael Bublé, but okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Star Wars Christmas special. (laughs) Yes. That Star Wars Christmas special. Oh my gosh. And the He Man one. (laughs) He Man one. Yes. The He Man Christmas special is great. I I have that on DVD at home as well. Uh, my husband likes to compare me to Skeletor from, <laughs> from that from that uh, from that special because the whole time Skeletor's just trying to be like a jerk, but he keeps doing nice mm-hmm. things for these kids, and he's like, "I am not nice." He goes, "Yeah, that's Victoria." I'm not nice. He's like, "You just want to not be nice, but you do nice things." And I'm like, yeah. uh, <laughs> "It's like okay, fine, whatever." <laughs> Gary Gary tells me the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "You try to make yourself sound like you're like a, not a nice person." He's like, "But you know, we know you have a soft mushy center." I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> Like a sour patch. Get that out of my face. She's nougaty. <laughs> I, I have a soft nougat center. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my oh gosh. My That's awful. I love it. <laughs> and then we have this huge argument over whether like Bastion's name is Bastion or if it's short for Sebastian. I'm like, no, his name is Bastion. Bastion. If you look it up, it yes, says his name Bastion. is definitely yeah. Bastion. He he would not he go by Sebastian. I think. <laughs> He's like, that's a weird name. Now I'm like, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's but yeah, especially with Bastion, that his name is Balthazar actually Balthazar Books. <laughs> yeah, it's and then what's his whole uh, name? I can't remember Coriander's middle name, but it's uh, Conrad Coriander wow. something. 
Conrad Carl, Carl Coriander or something. It's a lot of C's. It's all C. Wait, what's what's Bastion's uh, full name? Did you say it to your name? Bastion Balthazar Books. Balthazar. His last name is Books. Yeah. B-U-X Books. Oh, that's interesting. Wouldn't that Balthazar Bucks? is the coolest middle name. <laughs> B-U-X be Bucks? I think Books sounds better. And of course. It, it books of, works. of course it does, but. Yeah. yeah, it ties into the story well. Balthazar. And he actually says in the book that it rhymes with books. Oh. Did you guys talk- And it gives him a little nerd tingle. <laughs> yes. Not nerd tingle. Uh, did you guys- t- I mean, I'm sure you must have at this point, like, talk about his name, like, Bastion, and being, like, he the fortification. Like, he's the thing that's gonna save the- save Fantasia. Fantasia. He's the support of this- Whole f- we actually have it. You no. Bastion, <laughs> Bastion is like a support, a, a, a thing of. Right. Uh, it's usually a, a part of a fortification. I think is what the first definition comes up as, um, or a fortifying area or position. The la- like the last stand. It's yeah, a safe place. Yes. like a, a protected area. Exactly. I like that. I didn't. I didn't yeah, even- I'm tracking. Yeah. yeah, I'm a fan of when characters' names. Like, the naming choice feels very deliberate in that case, right? Whereas it's not like, oh, someone just picked a name out of a, out of a hat. Like, oh, we're just going to call him Bastion. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, there's an important there, or like something, um, they're saying something, you know? Right. Which I find, I find really interesting. That happens all the time for us in Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, there's fantastic names I, in Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. And all the names usually have to do with, like, their Whatever job. they're doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll uh-huh. see Nick Which is so silly. <laughs> yeah. I'll say it here. Luna Lovegood is my absolute favorite. Me too. I can't. Uh, I'm so sad we don't get to talk to her about her for four more seasons of the show. <laughs> yeah, we get we get to have to wait a lot. We have to wait so long. We have to wait a lot. For I her. love Luna. Luna's a uh, great character. And her only really good Ravenclaw uh-huh. that we have. Do you know my my yeah. favorite cut, like 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 scene change in all of Harry Potter is during the Half-Blood Prince when he's going to go to the sl- the Slug Club Christmas party, and he's like, he was going to ask Hermione, but Hermione's already asked somebody else, and so he's like, I'll find someone to go with. Somebody cool. And then they cut to Luna, Luna Lovegood. And I'm it's just like, like yes! Because yes! Luna's the coolest. <laughs> Makes me so I happy. I love the little meme of him at naming his kids and explaining, like, you're named after the two bravest, you know, the best uh-huh. he- headmasters. And then he goes, uh, you're named after, uh, I forget what the first, uh, my mother and this girl. I went to a party with her once. She was cool. <laughs> <laughs> she was cool. She was I really cute. liked that chick. <laughs> That's so yeah, if I were a person that did fanfic or shipping, it would have been Harry and, and Luna. Oh, man. I'd love that. That would have been an interesting couple, wouldn't it? Jeez. Well, they're both I kind of- have a whole thing of Luna and Neville, actually, but- Ooh. That also would have <laughs> yeah, been Yeah, they cute. do. They kind of- They allude to that in the movies, but it's not but a it's thing not, at all in the books, yeah, which no. is sad. Yeah. That's the only- like My only thing about never-ending story like the one cut that i'm like this is like a weird cut because there's a scene missing is the scene where he's um atreus in the swamp okay. and bastion seemingly screams for like no reason and they hear oh. him oh it's because there's a whole scene cut right there oh where well, like atreus is supposed to be like attacked by like 
the waspy ah, bug that's scary. Yeah, like, his arm is it, it injured in that, that scene. 1984 wasn't ready to do that scene. No, <laughs> no. But you know, Atreyu's like arm is like bloody and like hurt. As like if something he, happened. Like something happened. Uh, yeah. So you get the illusion that like something happened to Atreyu and then you see Bastion rubbing that, like rubbing his, his okay. shoulder like he's hurt. Huh. So it makes me feel like, oh, he screamed because he felt Atreyu's pain hmm. and then screamed. They heard him. And that was like that There's whole no thing. There's no way they could have heard me. Yeah. And <laughs> so like you get like, why? Why did he scream? Because it seems like he screams for no reason. He's really scared of turtles. <laughs> oh my god, terrifying turtle. And well, that, tur- that turtle's not necessarily terrifying. It's kind of doofy looking, but... <laughs> but but Morla's not nice. Just indifferent about yeah. uh, the, the the fate. doesn't care. Yeah. It doesn't care anymore. It's so old and, and has lived his life that it's like, I don't care. Like, mm. but- you know, I, I thought this movie was older than it is. I It doesn't feel like... I don't know. I feel silly saying this. It doesn't feel like an 80s movie. Like, it feels kind of vintage fantasy in a way. When did the book come out? Do you know? Like, how old is the book? 1979. That's the oldest point for this. It just, it feels like this really classic kind of fantasy story. Well, I I hate to to point, no, I can't even say it's obvious, (laughs) but it's probably because of how closely it follows the hero's journey. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so it, it has those ties so closely to stories that we know and <laughs> love. So I really enjoyed rewatching it. <laughs> yeah, this has been absolutely fantastic with you guys this week. I'm really glad you could join us. So where can people find you guys? You can find us. We're on DuelingGenre.com for, for both of our shows, uh, Harry Potter Minute and Ferris Bueller's Minute Off. We have a Facebook and a Twitter for both of those shows and Facebook listener groups as well. The Harry Potter Minute and the Listener's Army and the Save Ferris Society where we do, I I post the links to the episodes there and we tend to have like conversation about the content of the minutes there. So that's been really fun watching those communities grow. And, uh, oh, I was going to say, I think, I think the only other thing I would plug is maybe that we have our, uh, the Harry Potter Minute has a Patreon page, but, um, the content that's been going up there has been really kind of sporadic because we're in the off season right now. All right, Tierney, well, why don't you go ahead and give our plugs? All right. I, uh, we also have a listener society on Facebook, and it actually, as of this recording, just changed its name. Uh, it is now the never-ending minute it's Ivory Tower, because that's where they all met up and hung out at the beginning of the movie. Uh, it's a place to share stories of the never-ending minute cool artwork you find online theories you've come up with anything and everything uh there's also a main facebook page that you can like and we uh post links to the episodes you can also find previous episodes at by going to growlermedia.com um we also are on twitter at nev and min um and if you uh, love us like us or have constructive criticism i suppose you could go leave us a a review on itunes (laughs) and if you do that if you leave a review on itunes we've come up with a plan for the slower minutes at the end of the movie when we're looking (laughs) at credits (laughs) yeah credits and such that that's when we're going to read out our uh reviews uh for everybody so this is your incentive to get out there put your <laughs> reviews in if you want um them read on the podcast 
Yeah. And we're looking forward to doing that. We've already got some great reviews and we're looking forward to getting some more. Hopefully by the time we get to those minutes. Please help us fill that week. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you listeners. You're part of the never any minute. <laughs> Whoa. Me- getting meta. <laughs> That's what we do here. All right, guys. Well, thank you again, Gary and oh, Victoria, for joining us. This is such a fun week. Thank you so much <laughs> for having so us. Well. I think this was one of our longest minutes ever. <laughs> That's what Gary does and I'm best. I'm happy to have it be so. <laughs> We have lots of thoughts. <laughs> I haven't edited yet, but we'll see. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. Well, for all you listeners out there, we're looking forward to, well, some of us are looking forward to next week. I still <laughs> have a little, a little trepidation because we're, there's Morgan Mark. But <laughs> Morgan Mark. That's, That's another story. story. Oh my goodness. Were, were you unprepared? I was unprepared. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. And, and then sold another, another time. time. <laughs> wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.